Hey everyone, I'm Gabe. Joey. Jping. And welcome back to Social's Lifestyle Podcast. We are advocates of the cannabis community, promoting education and information to users and non-users alike. And uh, normalization comes through conversation. That's what we're here to spread. So we ask that you join us on Wednesday um, at 420. You can catch our audio release next Wednesday at on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and also Anchor. And then also the following Monday, or actually the, the next Friday, I'm sorry, we're actually changing the date. We're going to do it sooner. Okay. Um, we will be doing the video release on YouTube and the WeTube. So make sure you follow us at Socials Lifestyle. We have our second guest. For He's new to the Socials Podcast, but we know this guy. You know us. What's man. up, y'all? How's it going? And it's so awesome that you're here, Joey. Uh, make sure you guys follow him on Instagram at JoeyJPing and also at RespectMyRegion.us. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, me, me and you met in February, right? I think, or yeah, January bro, it was of last year. The first, the first event, first, I believe. God, what did I say when I sat down next to you? I think this is my sixth day here. Mm-hmm. Some in shit Cali. like that. Yeah, that's wild, man. It's it's awesome that you you ventured out. We'll get into the story of how we met and everything, but today we're gonna be talking about you know our cannabis journeys, how they aligned, how you began into cannabis personally and on the business aspect, and then we're gonna be talking about the West Coast Weed Tour. That's something that. It's very important. I want to get everybody. We're going to be a big part of that, and we're re- really proud that we're going to support you. So let's let's make that happen. But before we get into the, the weed tour, let's get into our journeys. Like I said, so um, why don't we first talk about you know how you got into cannabis, and also what is respect my region? Oh man, so how I got into cannabis? I got into cannabis because I was uh, I went ninety days no job. Really? I was working at Microsoft back in twenty fifteen and 2016 and I went to a music festival came back from the festival went to work on uh on Monday and didn't have a job Whoa. after that wow, and so man. got dropped at 6:30 in the afternoon by Microsoft and <clears throat> went 90 days no job couldn't get it hired anywhere uh wow, wasn't I, I I didn't lower my standards down and, and not to say that I'm better than anyone but I didn't go work retail I didn't go work Right. You know, at McDonald's, Mm -hmm. that was not something that is in my, what I want to do. That's not my goal. Yeah. And going that, doing something like that would be going backwards for me. Yeah. And so what I did was, um, you know, I applied for, I took interviews. I probably probably applied for everywhere in the earth, you know, for three weeks. Yeah, I bet you were just, you know, just, just sending out that resume. Oh yeah. Thousands. I I edited, you know, in my life, whenever something like that happens, you know, I I have multiple emails ready to go, multiple resumes. And so I just sent out a thousand of them bitches and, (laughs) and took interviews at seven different pot shops. Wow. Yeah. I was, I just went hard. I wasn't getting hired by Microsoft. I wasn't getting hired by Expedia. This is in Seattle. So there's, you Mm -hmm. know, Nordstrom's and Costco and all these brands. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Right. Like, it's but, just, I, but I applied. I needed money. Exactly. Yeah, coming from Microsoft, I did end up making decent money on unemployment. Like back then, I was making five hundred a week just on unemployment. That's two k a month. Dang, that's that's All decent. I, I could I could live in Cali with you that. Could live in, not bad. You can live in California. You know? but that's only if you come from a job that pays you that much beforehand. Yeah, you don't get to make two k a month only if a you came from percentage. Burger King. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And so because I came from a good place, I was making good money on unemployment. I went ninety days on that, but it wasn't like I was just slacking. Like mm-hmm. at this point in time, we had the studio we were talking about. Right. You know, we're hustling. I'm taking meetings. I'm consulting artists. I'm taking weekly meetings with artists multiple times a week, teaching them marketing, social media, how to right. do their content better, all these things. Charging twenty five bucks an hour. Like this is yeah. this is three and a half years ago. You you had so you had like respect my region in that career that that company, but you didn't necessarily have like a job of payable income. That's and the thing stuff is, like that, like when, 
all that. You create a brand, mm-hmm. you, whether it's your personal brand or another brand, you create an opportunity for yourself to always make money off of mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. so it's in this, in my case, it's called Respect My Region because it's something that I can always fall back on. But right. my skill set, the personal brand of Joey J. Ping, right. you know, I have a skill set and the brand has a skill set. Uh, and they're two understand. different things. And mm-hmm. so with Respect My Region, that's a sexier brand to hire to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hire the... You can hire just your the local neighborhood neighborhood kid to mow your lawn, or you could go to the Bellagio yeah. landscaping company. You know what yeah. I mean, and pay mm-hmm. them to freaking chop it up into a motherfucking a statue yeah. of you. You know what I mean for a tree. I get you. Yeah, two different types of scenarios, and mm-hmm. so you know at this time our respect our region wasn't making good money, bro. Right. You know, we weren't, we weren't, we didn't have hella clients. We weren't doing premieres on World Star, things like that, right. like like we're doing now. We weren't monetizing the brand efficiently, mm-hmm. and so I was making. I was lucky to make a hundred, two, three hundred bucks through that somehow randomly yeah. a month. You were hustling your way in and out. Yeah, and I, I don't that. sell. I don't sell drugs. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's not right. a my wheelhouse. So it wasn't like I was sitting here trapping weed right. or trapping pills or whatever it is. That's not mm-hmm. my thing. Right. And so what I always just did was, you know, like I said, I, I applied. I got interviewed at seven pot shops, and they all said no. Wow. They all said no, and here I am thinking like. Uh, you know, I'm my you know stress, you know the nausea, all those things we were kind of talking about before yeah. we were, like while we were setting up and shit. Like, here I am sleeping on the floor at a studio, Dang. on a three inch mattress pad from Costco. You, damn man. Not you some people killed. are like that's the lowest moment, but like when they but, say like when 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 famous people say you got to eat shit, you got to eat shit, mm-hmm. you got to hit rock bottom, you got to stay at your house with your family for ten years. You got to sleep on the floor at your studio. Mm-hmm. You got to, like, and it's funny, I slept on the floor of my studio, and at that time, come to find out after the fact, I'm paying more for rent for my share of the studio than three other people. Right. And it's just like... You know, I, back, yeah. back then. And it, so it's like, you got to really eat shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Gary Vee says it. A lot of people say that you got to just really suck suck the dick of eating fucking shit and dirt yeah. and all of that for, for mm-hmm. a period of time before it really goes positive in. Thank fucking God, I got uh, I went ninety days no job, slept on the floor of the studio. Um, I took, I took a, uh, I took four hundred dollars and moved into, uh, and my grandma sent me two hundred dollars, and I and I gave the guy five hundred dollars just so I could keep a hundred of it for food and stuff. Right. But I moved into my uh, into a room mm-hmm. for four fifty. Wow. And just had a, it kept my homie's bed, my uh. I had no, I had no furniture. No, I, I don't own anything. Like I'm here in California. I got clothes in a bedroom filled with other people's stuff. Yeah. Even just right now to this day. But this ain't the first time in my life that it's been like that. Like I'm yeah. saying, you know, in the studio, I had nothing there. So you understand the struggle. There's no story oh, without bro, the struggle. The struggle at this point, it's not to say the struggle is easy, but the struggle is easier. And the other problems that I have in business are exactly. way easier to overcome because I got th- these other things we've already overcome. I've already had, we've already had rent for a spot like this. Mm-hmm. We've already had you know, uh, uh, people get evicted. I've already had my business partners have money and not have money. I've already had homies go to jail, not go to jail. People help them disappear. You know, all those mm-hmm. things that, that that make that story. I see. Well, I'm so proud that like you're here and you're actually now dipping into cannabis and also like both on you your personal aspect, like you've how long have you been smoking? So I've been smoking since 2011. I got into cannabis officially as a bud tender in 2016 okay. at Diego. In, right. Octo- in October 2016. Okay. 
Same day, same hour, I got hired by Leafly.com and Diego oh, Pelissaire, same, same day, same hour. I took a phone call from Leafly. They they hired me as the chief, not chief, uh, as like the lead of their brand ambassador team for their mm. college program. Oh, nice. Um, and then Diego, I, t- I had an interview at Starbucks, and I took that call from Leafly on the way to the interview at Starbucks for the pot shop. Wow. And I got hired by both, same day. Leafly paid me good. 25 bucks an hour to manage the team. That's that's And then I, they let me I hired all the homies who did other brand ambassador work with me. So the, they already had experience. In I mean, that. I literally hired I literally mm-hmm. hired the other homie who did photo, the other homie who did video, mm-hmm. and the other and the homie who did video did brand ambassador work for Adidas. Okay. And so it was like and he was a good-looking dude, so he was like mm-hmm. we had the model, the media, the networking and the experience. We'd been shooting shows and concerts for years mm-hmm. and networking and passing shit out for Respect My Region for years. And so we had the super squad to go kill it for Leafly. And we did. Like, um, and so it was a good, it was a fun time. And then, so I started working for Leafly, started working for Diego. Diego was the pot shop. It's no longer available in Seattle. It just got purchased by Zips Cannabis, which is a chain out there. Okay. But uh, Diego has two stores in Denver. Oh, uh, nice. Denver area, and so you can still go see those stores in Colorado. But launching the Seattle store was exciting because um, we all of us got certified as a medical marijuana oh, nice. consultant. So we all all of us took twenty hours in classes uh, through wow. the, through Washington's Department of Health. Dang, um, Washington's got it nice, man. The regulation and everything. You guys are now well, certified. You got so the transition wow. from recre- to, from medical marijuana to recreational cannabis uh-huh. was different than California for Washington, right? Okay. And so not all all these states had different rules. Everything kind of switched up and transitioned differently, right? And so with Washington, from 2015 to 2016, we went from having a medical marijuana market, just like every you know, just like the states that that had those, to 97 percent of it went recreational only. Yeah, there was less than three in year one. There was less than three percent of the people that were medical patients mm-hmm. signed up, wow. and so our market essentially disappeared. Yeah, for that, and so we we launched the store thinking we will be the most, we'll have the best customer service, the most educated staff. We actually uh, kind of stole and recruited staff, high performing staff from other stores across the state, and mm-hmm. gave them a really nice starting wage. Yeah, um, Seattle is a minimum wage of fifteen dollars an hour in the city, oh. and so. We gave everyone sixteen and seventeen right off the bat Dang. with incentives to like That's grow nice. and stuff. And so with that, it was like we were able to poach some people from other stores and staff, and right. we put together what we would call the super team. Um, in our first two months of the store being open, one of our bud tenders was featured on Northwest Leaf magazine on the cover. The next Dang. month, we sold a three thousand dollar product. The next month, we sold like a two two thousand dollar products that were that was unheard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. We, uh, the homegirl came over from Washington State University. She was the manager of stores out there. So we recruited a manager to come to our team to be a shift lead. She mm-hmm. won Bud Tender of the Year for the female side of things that year. Dang. And so we just had, and then me running the, like running Respect My Region at the same time of pushing the store, we went viral. Like on my birthday, on August 2nd, Respect My Region won an award. And on the same fucking day, BuzzFeed dropped a video that we got 25 million views on. Whoa. And so, August 2nd, which my birthday is August 3rd, Dang. all Talk of this in 2017 mm-hmm. just went bam, 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 and just stacked up on million views content. I'm in that video like five, six times. You can clearly see me in the video. Yeah. Um, the brands that we were working with, the Diego essentially are now, like the brands that Respect My Region built strong relationships with are essentially some of the strongest brands in the state. That's Not great. because of us. They but, did great product by mm-hmm. lighting fire and gas underneath those exactly. people and putting it in front of enough eyes, mm-hmm. you know, content exactly. by, and distributing it in front of the right people. It really helped people grow and succeed and brand themselves at a high level. 
Uh, and so and content ties with marketing and that's how you push the market oh, that's yeah. how you, and advertising you know what i mean it all oh, funnels yeah. and all it all adds fuel to the fire like you were mentioning so well, and i like totally for, feel that and like and you and i have talked about this as well cannabis is severely lacking in content that's seo heavy there's not as many cannabis publications as there are publications in every single other niche that exists really uh, yeah it's, i mean we did talk new. about that yeah that's it's true. new it's because it's so new, even cannabis media is new. The longest heirloom brands and cannabis media are High Times and some of the magazines that have been around for ten years. Mm -hmm. But even still, that's such re that's so relatively yeah. new. And then you think about it's Google. new compared to the industry. It's how long can the cannabis industry has been in existence? Well, too. Well, no, not the industry, but the culture. Oh, okay. The culture has been around for a long time. So you can go read fifty to a hundred years worth of culture. Right. Thanks to high times and then just people, you know, writing yeah. things and books and all that kind of stuff. That's the culture and the conversation around it all. The industry is so new, thus the content is so new. I see. And so what I mean by that is, is if you look at all the true professional people that are doing content, whether it's a publication or influencers or whatever, people are doing content, but they're not doing it everywhere they should be. Right. So we've talked about this. Like we were even mentioning it with you guys earlier. Mm -hmm. You guys are on YouTube and WeTube, and then there's just the yeah. social stuff. And then obviously, like we were specifically talking about how video quality is different on some of the different yeah, platforms. Yeah, on each right? platform, you have right. to you have to personalize and and. And so to some people audience. hear those things and they're like, okay, that automatically means I should prioritize one less or more than the other. No, not necessarily. No. <laughs> not when you not when you should be 10xing every piece of content you create. Yeah, because then you're spreading yourself too thin. If you're like, if you're like, oh, I have. We talked about that like on a, on one of our socials meeting. It was like, should we go into Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all that, but then eventually, you know, how much content are we going to provide on each platform every single day when we're, you know, sort of trying to figure out how we're trying to do social club app, Instagram, Absolutely. YouTube, YouTube. Each know? platform requires its own algorithm. Each platform requires its own mm -hmm. content base. It requires its own engagement strategy, all of those things. And so for anyone to sit here and be like, oh yeah, and I, you know what, this is the, and this is the prime example for everything before I even get too much in detail into all that craziness. The motherfucking people who post on Instagram and they share it across 10 fucking channels. Oh my God. Yeah. You know that every time you do that, you're actually crippling your algorithm. Did I you didn't know, know that. that. No. Oh yeah, dude. You think it's all great and smooth and, and it's so easy to share just from Instagram to Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, the seven things you can click. Right. Oh yeah, bro. Instagram and or Facebook and LinkedIn, they don't want to see Instagram's link content in there. Yeah, no. They want you to post that photo in their app originally mm -hmm. And then write up something. Which custom. makes sense, you know, as a business aspect. Like, why are you? It's like it's almost like if you're doing it. It's Facebook like, doesn't want you to like click soliciting. something on Facebook and leave Facebook. They right. want you to stay on Facebook. Because then it'll take them out of their app, and then that's they're losing sales. They're losing money. They're losing monetary value. Their advertisers mm -hmm. are getting less, less conversions. It's a whole ecosystem. Once you're no longer on the ecosystem for whatever app, for whatever Facebook it is or Instagram, whatever you're on, once you leave, yeah, you like that's the worst thing. That can happen for the for those for them is you go like like this is where like when Pinterest became super popular in 2013 and, and women were spending an average 80 minutes once they got on it, it shocked wow. the world. Now you saw every single platform integrate with Pinterest mm -hmm. and being able to share things to Pinterest yeah. or being able to share things to Tumblr and Reddit. These places that house people for long periods of time, they don't want you to leave. And so what they do is they prioritize original content put into the platform mm -hmm. over things from other platforms. I see. Even though Facebook owns Instagram, even though Google owns YouTube, Google wants shit through Google. 
It doesn't want shit shared from it through YouTube. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. granted, that YouTube share is probably more impactful than the Pinterest or the Tumblr or the Facebook mm -hmm. share because Google owns it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it still wants original content through every platform. And yeah. that kind of mentality for us is what's really differentiated us in cannabis is I took we instead of being like, like respect my region, instead of focusing all our efforts on YouTube or all our efforts on uh, Instagram where people are just spending one fifth or one tenth of their time. Yeah. When someone Googles things 10 out of 10 times. That's right. That's true. I mean, that's how and that's all entrepreneurs thinking. say that Google is where Google and LinkedIn are where people should be. And that's where a lot of people. Well, if you're looking time. for professional resources, yeah, Google, you're just going to start with Google. Exactly. And then if you have, if you're college educated, or even if you went to high school and you stuck through high school, you're taught to have, to be able to identify the quality of sources. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you think about at least that mm -hmm. now it's not about like chunking up the whole country or the whole world as to who does what or whatever, but the pure internet Google first, YouTube second, every fucking thing else is falls in line right. after, after that. Mm -hmm. Which means that if your content is only on things that are YouTube and down, you're not even in the conversation for Google. I see. Now your stuff is on Google because you're through all these other things, mm -hmm. but you're not even, you're not winning on mm -hmm. that platform. And that's where for our brand, we focus on winning at Google first, YouTube, and everything else afters. I see. Uh, and then making sure that everything that we do elsewhere does correlate to that big Google push. My company makes more money and more things and does better through Google stuff across the country, across the world, yeah. than we do in Instagram. anyone. Yeah, on or, Instagram. Or, Even though we do 200,000 impressions on it, like we got, you know, we're pushing 6,000 followers or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We post once a day, maybe on there, right? And mm -hmm. we're supposed to post once to four, one to four times a day, right? Right. Even though, you know, even when we were, when we're really on top of it and we're really killing it and we're up there at around 500,000 impressions a month on, on Instagram, mm -hmm. it, I don't value those 500,000 impressions on Instagram half as much as I value our 100,000 visitors on our Google I on think website. I feel like one of the hard parts for cannabis in, in reference to getting into Google is because it's cannabis. So like you can't necessarily market cannabis brands and advertising the Who sales of it. Who told you that? Because uh, I can counter I, Google, I, can, I can counter that. I thought like, you can't I have, like I can't I can't tell you the store, but I can tell you that there's a store that I actively work with and that we actively promote and that I support that does over eight hundred thousand web views a month on their Google My Business profile. What? So you're incorrect. And whoever's wow. telling you that is also incorrect. So Which you means, can get into so like cannabis brands can't bro, get you into can Google. Google. Look at our Google any store right now. They got a Google business profile. Whether that brand chooses to actually own it and run it is a different story. And okay. nine times out of ten, they say what you just said. And nine times out of ten, past that, it's because they don't have someone who actually is a marketer running this, running the brand. So that's how like the industry's so young and sort of like cannabis brands. They aren't don't doing know. It. They hear rumors. They don't know the research. But the fact of the matter is, is I could go create a fake email and claim a my business profile for someone call the call up google and act like i'm a cannabis brand on behalf of that store mm -hmm. and then my and link everything up appropriately and start getting this traffic okay. what people don't know in cannabis is they don't know how to leverage their their resources appropriately they hear that one piece of public they hear that one story or they hear some person that they feel has clout you know and that's what the all-knowing 
reasoning or justification for why you shouldn't use that resource. Just mm-hmm. because you don't know doesn't mean you shouldn't ask 10 fucking people or 20 more people. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And people literally, they hear that. Oh, you're, who are you? Oh, you're, you're Gabe. You work at a, a, this store in LA. Oh, that's a big store. That's one of the heirloom stores. Oh, you've been doing this for 10 years. You know, you're a master grower, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So they think that you know everything. Mm-hmm. When in reality, you know that. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. You don't know marketing and content and Google and AdWords and YouTube and SEO, right? audio, video. You don't know 50 of those things. Why have you been fucking growing weed and selling weed for the last 10 years? Right. Well, I feel like people use that as a way to like get through whatever they have to get through as far as like paying rent or stuff like that. That's their determination of the hustle and everybody. And like you said, you chose not to sell drugs or sell cannabis or sell Bro, I, I bought an ounce back in fucking 2010 or 2011 and tried flipping it. I smoked yeah. half of it. Didn't make any money. Right. So you understand that like that's not just, it's just a part of, yeah. that's not part of who you are and what you're about and how cannabis has influenced your life. You know, everybody has their own balance and their own reasoning as far as how they got in. So it's like now it's a conscious choice. You know, now we are aware of both black and white markets are available. Yeah. But it's up to, it ties in with your morals and values. You know what I mean? Like our morals and values are not to necessarily, you know, call out certain brands that aren't doing the right thing, but we're here to say that like we're trying to provide a judge-free platform where people can provide their insight, like you did. You provided your opinion. I respect that because it's real, it's authentic, and it's 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 what people need to hear. Because I don't know that, like you said, well, there's like, multiple I didn't sides know. to every story too. Exactly, and that I mean that goes back to you know thinking that you can use Google versus you can't thinking you can use social media versus you yeah, can't you can. the fact of the matter is is you can you just aren't putting the strategy exactly. behind it you're not putting enough time to figure it out and those are just common things that people do every day right. they dedicate 25% of their full capacity their brain thinking to every to 50 things in the day instead of just doing 10 of them very well right consistency identifying your strengths and then surrounding yourself with quality people and all those questions are always answered for you mm-hmm. you just can't stop when someone tells you no, oh, you can't use Google Business. Well, clearly other people are. Mm-hmm. So how do I get there? You have to be relentless in the pursuit of being the best. I see. And if you're running a business, there's no point in just saturating it just for running a business to run a business. You're right. in this business to pay people and create opportunity. Yeah, and, to, and that's exactly what we're here to do too, is yeah. to provide, uh, um, provide people with jobs and show that this industry is real and we can people can thrive and live through this. It's undeniable the industry is real, bro. Yeah. There's money being contributed in... In Colorado, they they literally took millions of dollars and gave it and and up the teachers' wages and things like that. And you're gonna see cannabis affect things like that. States' decisions, states' rights mm-hmm. to to decide where things are going when they start using it. I know in Washington we have a giant slush account. It's just all the money's dumping in there, so that way whenever it is gonna be used, it'll be used or when you know things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the proof is in the proof is in the pudding already. There is a billions of dollars being made california is now the biggest legal market in, in the, the world, world. Yep. and it's on pace to do astronomically larger than last year wow. and on pace to like it's just gonna it's gonna crush the game it's gonna yeah the it was world, slow man. at first and it's continued to do it and obviously and now, the black market's big but it's gonna continue to grow and gain in size and we're gonna continue to see yeah and as the legal things. market becomes more accessible and, and convenient it's gonna diminish you know the 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 success of the black market industry it'll always be there but oh that's the thing people aren't realizing is that is the black market will always be it here. will always be it's there. always going to be around yeah it's always going to be people shipping weed across the places and i mean people i can buy you a bottle of alcohol and send it to you 
Yeah. I could charge you more for it if I wanted to. It's mm-hmm. just you're not going to buy that. Yeah. I definitely feel that. But um, next thing I wanted to talk about was the West Coast Wheat Tour because, you know, now you're doing – now you're hosting events. So I'm like, ooh, I want to know what's going on with so, that, So, yeah, man. Uh, bro, I've been here seven months now almost, right? You guys have seen me do – I've seen you. You see me be a fan. You see me be a supporter. You see me really invest into the community and the culture. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm really out here. Mm -hmm. I really put as much of my time and effort into being there and supporting people and present. Uh, I think that's extremely important to be present in people's lives and support them if you really believe in them. Exactly. And like this is the thing too. This is what people don't also don't know. You don't have to support people's endeavors, and you can still support them. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like, I don't support. Like you, I mean, we talk about this too. I don't support buying every freaking clothing piece. I don't support dumping all your money into booths at every event. I mean, I go to all these events. We're not paying money to sponsor things. And I still go there and I support just like the biggest and best of them. You know what I mean? And so money doesn't always have to be the primary factor, right? To right. how you support mm-hmm. time, energy, remembering people's names, the tags on social media, the details. Yeah. Shout right? out. Yeah. The shout when out. you see them in a posting of something that that's going on in their lives, like just re- that outreach and just saying, "Hey, you know, I, I hope everything works out great." You know, hanging Absolutely. there, or something like that. Just motivation, positivity. That's how you build the relationship. You know, the human relationship, not necessarily the business relationship. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to put people first before the business to better understand if you really want to support them as a person. But at the same time, like you said, if they have goals that aren't necessarily in tie with yours, it's okay to still support them while also focus on your dreams and focus on what you're trying to achieve absolutely and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to do every business um opportunity together sometimes you know you venture else and you yeah. meet other people there's you a time go and place up. exactly figuring your value understanding your role and this mm-hmm. is the thing too is, is like one thing the one thing that i, I want to focus in on i feel is very important with west coast we tour is how this came about is we were identifying our strengths we were identifying what the market really wanted mm-hmm. so many people just launch a brand or launch a business thinking this is what I want to do, but they never actually look at the like the need. Is mm-hmm. there a need for what they're offering? Mm-hmm. What is what they're doing any different? Is mm-hmm. what they're doing, you know, uh, like exceptional? Right. Right. Uh, and so for us, we really just looked at our strengths. We looked at the cannabis industry. We looked at the world of music, and we were like, "What does the weed industry need? What do they already have? What are people? What is the feedback on things?" Right. And so you know, you have the high times cannabis cups. You got the dope cups. You got these bud tender balls and these awards, these big ass award shows in all the states now. You got in Washington the Lemon Haze Convention, and you yeah, know, you got all, a lot all of these stuff. different things coming up all the time, right? And so what we really figured is like, man, you know, we're never like we're not like we don't aspire to raise a billion dollars and throw a festival. Right. Well, that's not in our There's a market for that. There's times for that. Yeah, they, there's they a market. Have that there's even a times. demand for private festivals and small things like that. But yeah. I just that's not that's not for us. Exactly. We want to support local artists, local culture and help small businesses grow and help yes. like, these networking opportunities really Thank add you. this value in, right? And we don't want to do it in just any one state or any one city. We want to do it all over. So yeah. that's where we were like West Coast We Tour. How do we help the consumers identify trustworthy cannabis? Artists that have dope music, photographers, creatives, designers, whoever it is that offer exceptional skill sets and services, right? And how do we put them all in a place and curate an experience where it's interesting, maybe even exciting, maybe it's even it's funny, you know, and it's comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're being from Seattle, we're very focused on supporting women. We're very focused on nice. supporting diversity, even though Seattle's not the most diverse 
area. Right. It's a diverse but that's area what you of guys are focused on. But yeah, that's that. what we're focused on is mm-hmm. we want to help encourage the conversation of diversity and inclusion yes. and understanding and things like that. And by by kind of connecting the cultures of music, entrepreneurship, business, and, and, and cannabis, cannabis man, that's it really just, allows ooh. all these people that have hella questions to come together in one place mm-hmm. and talk and, and learn conversate. and exactly. conversate and so much growth happens at all yeah. of our events every time. Whether it's, you know, if you're a brand that's sponsoring one of our events, we always have three, five, six, seven, ten buyers at all of our events. Mm-hmm. Why? We're friends with them. Yeah. We care about them. I care about their success. It's not there. It's not set up in a way all the time so you make money. It's there to cultivate the relationship. And These that's are, important. And that's very important is cultivating a friendship. Exactly. You know, uh, and, and maintaining a friendship, showing up, showing out, doing, getting a chance to do those videos together. You know, uh, a, a brand doing a video with the buyer on social media shows the rest of the staff what the where the potential business could go and yeah. like another opportunity, another door opening. Absolutely, That's important. you if you have undeniable, powerful relationships with brands and buyers, you won't just be a bud tender making mm. minimum wage, no, or a dollar or two on top of minimum wage. You'll be like Chelsea from Perennial, going from bud tender to bud CEO tender to right CEO. here, like bud man. tender to to brand owner, bud tender to to proposal to investor. Exactly, like, that's how you get. Boom, that's how you build this and make it a career, a exactly. can of career. Man, that's just Exactly. There you exactly. Go. And so to to even though, you know, I worked at the store for a year, then we launched a marketing agency in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, and took over marketing for like five stores, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple brands. And so for us in that was in Washington. Now we don't have all those same clients anymore. We've got a, we've got two retailers right now, uh, and we're doing some stuff for three brands. Nice. And so um you know, with all the content we do on our side, all the work we do for those brands, it's super valuable and important for us to continue to do these events like the West Coast We Tour, creating a competition aspect to encourage competition. So we, we want we want to showcase people that are care about being the best, not the best, the most potent, not the best genetics all the time. Like we're yeah. talking the best experiences. And so we want to make sure that like the uh, that we're connecting the culture and curating things in a way that really builds that's great. Builds brands, builds opportunity, builds relationships. Sweet, man. And that's what the tour is 100% all, all about. It's going to be uh, two events in Washington in September. So September 7th in C- Seattle, September 14th in Spokane. Uh, we've got October, I want to say 12th, I believe, in the Bay Area, October 19th and in LA. That's where we'll be at. And yep. it's going to be awesome, man. Um, I want to thank you for being on here, man. I'm so sorry we got to actually cut out because we're, we're hitting the time. But we're going to have you again on uh, like another couple episodes so that way we can talk more about the west coast weed tour man but like october 19th we're going to be there if you anybody wants to come out dm email you right um at respect my region yeah you can always get a hold of me uh through respectmyregion.us on instagram or through me on instagram joey jping okay or you can email us info at respectmyregion.com all right you guys heard it from the man thank you for tuning in i'm gabe jping checking in and have a good day everyone thank you love y'all peace